Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Come on in. Studio B's ready to go. This is the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly, and I hope you're having a great Thursday as we get set for the home opener this weekend. Closer and closer, and I'm feeling better about things with regard to the Saints as they get set to take on the Vikings on Sunday at noon. We will, in earnest, uh, help you get ready for the ball game today on the Black and Blue Report. As it is Thursday, it's Visit with the Voices Day. And with that, we've got Minnesota's Paul Allen and the Saints' Jim Henderson with us on the program. And our Blockbuster Thursday program also features FIBA World Cup champ Anthony Davis. He's back on campus and uh, getting some much-deserved rest after returning from Spain with another medal in uh, in his hand, and he is with us in Studio B today. So we're very excited to have Anthony Davis with us on the program, Paul Allen and Jim Henderson. All right, so tonight we kick off the NFL weekend, and it's Atlanta and Tampa Bay. And while I haven't been thoroughly enthused about most of the Thursday night games, this one, uh, of course, has uh, all of us perked up over here at the facility in the NFC South, and maybe the Buccaneers can make things uh, – even tighter here in the first month of the season if they can upset the Falcons tonight. I'm not feeling it, but I'm hoping for it. So football kicks off tonight, and we'll talk about that, of course, on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. We'll talk tailgating tomorrow on the show as well. And Rondé Barber from the NFL on Fox will uh, stop by the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We'll be back in the Saints locker room this afternoon after practice, and we'll uh, take the pulse of where this team is as they wrap up what today would be third down work, third down offensively and defensively. That install happens today, the next phase of the process here in getting ready for the Vikings, who will be, as uh, anybody who has um, a breath of air knows, Adrian Peterson is now out, and that story continues to unfold across the NFL. So plenty for you on this Thursday. I don't want to waste a whole lot of time before we get to our first time out because when we come back, we'll uh, start our visit with the voices And we'll also hear from Anthony Davis here from Studio B on the campus of the Saints and the Pelicans right after this. Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, Anthony Davis, and your Pelicans have been working throughout the offseason to take this team to the next level. 
Individual game tickets for the 2014-15 season are on sale now. Make sure to score your tickets early to check out the biggest matchups and see the biggest stars of the NBA. The best seats for premier games are going to go fast. Visit pelicans.com and take flight with your Pelicans today. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino and Hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing Touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Still to come here on a Thursday visit with the voices. Jim Henderson, of course, voice of the Saints, but first, voice of the Vikings. And we're pleased to welcome in Paul Allen of KFAN in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Greetings, Paul. Welcome to the Big Easy this weekend. Hey, what's going on? Can't wait. I, 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 I'm really excited about the game just because I am every week, but there are so many storylines with regard to how this one could play out. Here's a Saints team coming in at 0-2, which they didn't expect. Here's a Vikings team coming in with all that they've got going on, and I guess we'll probably start with that. Adrian Peterson's impact or non-impact on this game this weekend. What do you think, Paul? Why wouldn't you be excited, man? Saints are favored by 10.5, and, and Adrian Peterson's not going to play. And um, the Saints lose their first two games, granted, on the road. I get it. Uh, having given up 892 yards of offense to Cleveland and Atlanta, and um, and we come in with a uh, with a bona fide distraction uh, that that's been around the facility all week. Uh, with uh, without Adrian Peterson, you know, I think about the only positive that I can draw from this into the game is that after after the team on Monday declared he would play, which was a very unpopular local and national decision. They um, they did what they said was right, and they flipped the the, the uh, decision. Now he'll um, he'll be out until the court proceedings with the child abuse indictment. Um, uh, until that comes to fruition, he'll be out. So that uh, that could be the entire season. But uh, the you know I think the the serendipity out of this thing is that now at least the head coach and the offensive coordinator can head into the, the uh, Saints game knowing exactly what the game plan is going to look like for better or for worse without Adrian Peterson, and, and there will be no uncertainty. No doubt, because all this, I guess, you know, comes early enough in the week. Uh, Paul, who provided, in your eyes, the most leverage against the Vikings to make this decision? Was it the governor? Was it the sponsors? Was it the fans? Who? Well, that's an excellent question, um, and, and, I, and I wish I had the exact answer for you. It just, early in the week, it just kept coming at the team in waves. You know, with the, um, with the, with the way it was handled on Monday, saying that he would play when we go to the Big Easy, uh, that that was unpopular, mostly with sponsors and, and obviously the governor and most fans. It's not it's not as 100 percent zero that he should not play with the fan base, as you would think. And this really doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he is the most popular athlete in this market and or fantasy football. You know, you get you get a lot of people who look at it like, well, what about due process? I mean, what about the due process about which you spoke? and letting this thing play itself out, or what about suspending him for four games, because you can do that under the uh, under the code of conduct, the NFL's personal conduct bit, and and then just see where you are after a month. So, there, you know, it's it just there were people early in the week shocked it went the way it did, and then when they flipped the, the decision, people weren't happy because they felt that it only should be three or four games until things start to play itself out. 
I can't answer your question. I can just say that it 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 just kept coming in waves. And, you know, from the sponsorship standpoint with, with Radisson and maybe some others threatening to pull out, it, it wasn't a dollar figure that was so big that that it really would play into the decision they made. You know, I think after they they experienced the backlash that they did from from entities from from that we don't even know about at this moment. I mean, there's so there's so much that's taken place with this behind the scenes that just nobody knows about. I think that they just got together, the owners, the vice presidents, general manager, and head coach, and said, "We just got to shut it down, man, and we just got to move on." Is Cordero Patterson now the go-to guy with Peterson out? Well, he should be the go-to guy with Adrian in the game. Yeah. I mean, and that when when I say go-to guy, that means Adrian obviously would have gotten his fair share. For instance, when we went to St. Louis, he carried it 21 times for 75 yards. But the threat of Adrian really made Cordero's day markedly easier. In fact, um, in, in a touchdown pass tied in Kyle Rudolph caught at St. Louis, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson lined up wide right. The Rams freaked out. He went to the backfield. Uh, they they just were confused, and, and it was chaos because that's what Adrian creates when he plays in the games. Uh, with Cordero Patterson, it was very conspicuous last week. He did not get a carry. He, he did not get a run from the backfield because with his previous eight runs, whether they're end, uh, end arounds or reverses or, you know, with him being the tailback in the eye, into the game, man, he, his last eight carries, uh, he generated 210 yards and three touchdowns. Yet he didn't get a carry last week. He was just nothing but a decoy in the running game the entire week. And, you know, I think I think the team may have learned a lesson with that. So Cordero Patterson uh, will be a major focus offensively. Tight end Kyle Rudolph is not in Jimmy Graham's class, but he's in that next tier. Uh, you know, until Rob Gronkowski gets completely healthy, he's in that tier. Uh, Greg Jennings is a crafty veteran. He has a touchdown this year. We can go to him a little bit. And um, and that's pretty much it, going against that Saints defense that obviously needs to play better. The voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Paul, uh, you know, whether it's coach speak or player speak or both, uh, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and the like uh, seem to be keenly aware of a Vikings defense um, that has, I don't know if they've shown us enough yet in two games, but certainly they're aware of Mike Zimmer's pedigree. Um, what are your thoughts about what Minnesota brings defensively this weekend? We we lost thirty to seven last week, and the defense, believe it or not, was not as bad as you would think it was. Uh, we, you know, after taking a seven zero lead, we once New England scored its first touchdown, the defense was put in a really difficult position in that um, our punt coverage team was really as bad as I've seen it in the last five years. And New England, New England's average starting field position in this game with turnovers and punt returns was like the forty five, their own forty two to forty five. That that's very very strenuous on a defense. Um, and, and also, kind of like going against Drew Brees when you go against Tom Brady, you really got to pick your poison, man, when you want to blitz. And when we blitzed Tom, he got us. Um, and the four-man pass rush just did not get home enough. Now, you know, what, what's going to be tough about this weekend, Saints are 0-2. They, they come into the friendly confines where they're extremely difficult to beat. Brees is unbelievable in that building, and the defense will play better. You know, we so we, the, the Vikings know they're going to get New Orleans' extreme best shot this week. We got that last week from New England. You know, New England came off a season-opening loss to Miami where Brady got sacked four times. They gave up 191 rushing yards. They had a punt blocked. I mean, they were as sloppy as New England ever has been. And Belichick, like Peyton will this weekend, and I have a lot of respect for Sean Payton, um, Belichick had that team completely squared away into our game. It's going to be the same situation this week. Defensively speaking, um, you know, Drew Drew likes to hold the ball, and, and this is nothing new to Saints fans. 
or nothing new to anybody who's watched Drew Brees. He wants to hold the ball as long as he can to let uh, to let Meacham and 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 now and now uh, Brandon Cook and um, and the rest of the guys break off these long routes. And if we don't get home, he's going to kill us. And if we do get home, then maybe we can stay in the game. Fair enough. Hey, one last thing before I let you go, Paul. Uh, when you crack that mic at noon on Sunday and get ready for what I guess the open to your broadcast, what's going to be the tone and the flavor? What will you start with? Oh, it'll be pumped up. I mean, we only get I only get 16 of these opportunities during the regular season, and uh, we are one and one. Technically, we are tied for first in the NFC North. Uh, I know it feels like we're 0 and 8. I know it feels like we have absolutely no chance because we just lost the running back. It's completely negative, and we're 10 and a half point underdogs. Uh, but um, no, I'll. I'll bring the energy and I'll bring the uh, the fire for the audience because that's what they expect. Absolutely. Have a great show today and uh, look forward to seeing you all here in New Orleans this weekend, Paul. Thank you. Good meeting you and best of luck you. with those Pelicans this year. All I right. appreciate it very much. Paul Allen with us from KFAN, the voice of the Vikings. Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, with us next on the Black and Blue Report. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Our visit with the voices here on Thursday continues with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. And then after that, we'll check in on the basketball side with Anthony Davis. But, uh, of course, tucked away in the secret game prep bunker on a Thursday. And Jim Henderson once again joins us for the Black and Blue Report. It's something I look forward to every week, Jim. I do too, Sean, very much. Well, I appreciate that, and someday you'll tell us what exactly you are doing on Thursdays that allows you to visit with us, but that's probably a, a whole other show. Well, you know, usually you call at 10.30 in the morning. We're taping this. It's a big surprise to people. <laughs> but usually you call at 10.30. I get up at 7 to do the rest of my game prep, and I'm usually just done by 10.30. doesn't always show in our conversation. But I'm just done at 10.30 with my game prep when you call. So it's a, it's wonderful timing, exquisite timing on your part. Now, is this with cocktail or without? Are we still too early for that? Oh, way too early for okay. that. I mean, it's now noon. Noon is right around the corner, so <laughs> that's, that's right. another story. But no, way, way too early for that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to give anybody the wrong impression about our Thursday visits. I'm sure they have already had plenty of things to say about that already. So I don't want to fuel the fire there. Um, Good idea. Speaking of Thursdays, you know, tonight uh, the NFL weekend kicks off with Atlanta and Tampa Bay, and obviously because it's NFC South, it's got our radar up a little bit. But are you are you now engaged in appointment viewing on Thursdays, or are you not ready to embrace the start of an NFL weekend here on Thursdays yet? 
No, I like watching the Thursday games. They're not usually very good, and I know that's been a point of contention that it's too early to get people back in shape from a Sunday game and to nurse injuries. I mean, I, I know the, the Falcons tonight are a little worried about Roddy White being able to play. He's got a hamstring problem that maybe if they were playing on Sunday, he'd be ready to go. So I think that's a legitimate concern from the players and, and from the fans that these games oftentimes aren't very good. But, yeah, especially when it's got a matchup of NFC South teams like it does tonight, I'll be happy to watch that. And um, I think Clemson and FSU is on. T- I don't know I don't know what I'm watching tonight is, is Auburn, Auburn and Kansas State. Okay, okay. So you've got you've got it all lined out then. You're ready to go. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, for me, I just haven't quite wrapped my arms around it yet. Maybe it's the whole fact that we've got to, you know, go back to work and still talk about the weekend to come tomorrow as opposed to, you know, being fully engaged in the NFL weekend. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm slow to change, Jim Henderson. That's just the way I am. Oh, I know. I've seen your wardrobe. Yeah, well, hey, okay, all right. See, that's why this is a podcast, and I can't do the television that you've done in the past. <laughs> um, you know, this this week has been another interesting one for all involved in the NFL for obvious reasons, for tragic reasons, uh, to say the least. But it certainly affects you know, what happens this weekend at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on the field. But with regard to on the broadcast, have you kind of decided yet on, on how you want to either comment, not comment, or tell the story on Sunday with regard to the, the Vikings? I probably won't uh, comment at, at any great length. Um, it'll be beaten to death by then. And I think by that time, people just want to hear about football. I mean, um, on Sunday afternoon, I think for the most part, once it's kicked off, that should pretty much limit your limit your uh, um your commentary to, to what's happening on the field. Certainly we'll mention the the absence of Adrian Peterson, and in the course of the game we'll try to reflect on how big an absence that is to the, the offense, as it certainly was last week, uh, in their loss uh, to New England. So uh, we'll put it in that kind of context, but I'm not going to go on any sort of soap soapbox uh, prior to the game or during it and, and try to tell people what's right and what's wrong during uh, these very turbulent times. It's You know, you look around, you look around sports now and, my gosh, there's so many social issues that are going on, and I think for the most part um, the fans will have enough of that when the, when the game begins, and that's what their interest is. Decades for you in the NFL. Jim, can you ever remember a time in the NFL where it's been, as you described, so turbulent? No, no, not at all. Uh, and not just the NFL, the NBA as well. Um, I mean, you look at – I'm just looking at the Vikings now. We all know what's going on with Adrian Peterson there. And a uh, sidebar that probably had this not happen with Adrian Peterson would have been a fairly big story. They're just getting their special teams coach back. He was suspended for two games because of a homophobic slur that occurred in the locker room. Uh, their punter, their ex-punter, Chris Cluey, um, who had, was very much embracing same-sex marriage, apparently had some words with Prefer, uh, Mike Prefer. And when this became public, uh, Mike Prefer was suspended for two games and underwent sensitivity training. And uh, Joe Marciano, the former Saints special teams coach, filled in in his absence. They played horribly on special teams last week. But, I mean, that's the sort of stuff that you never would have envisioned a couple of years ago. And I'm not saying whether it's right or whether it's wrong. But, yeah, you have to be, I think you have to be cognizant of everything you say and everything you do, and no matter what the context the Ravens were very focused in their ball game immediately following the resolution or at least the decision about Ray Rice. Can Minnesota be the same way this weekend, or is that just um, too far-fetched? No, I think they could. Uh, they've had more time to prepare for this, obviously, than they did last week. 
you know, I was just trying to think back to, to certain situations that the Saints have been in and when there have been all sorts of off-the-field issues and whether it's them or the team they're playing against and, and what occurred. And I think back to the 2000, um, 2005 opener after Katrina. Uh, the Saints went on the road to Carolina and won that game and just played great, very emotional game. I remember accompanying the Saints to New York to play the Giants in the first game back in New York after 9-11, and the Giants played great and won when all sorts of things obviously were swirling about them. Um, the Saints coming back to the Superdome and, and, uh, for the opener after Katrina and, and how they played there in the victory. So um, I think it can obviously be a distraction, but sometimes it can galvanize your team as well. So that remains to be seen what will happen on Sunday. Jim, I'm sure wherever you've gone this week, you've been asked uh, about your impressions of the Saints' defense for the first two weeks. What have, what's your what's your answer been, and has it changed this week? It's been miserable. I mean, uh, Drew, I think, said it best yesterday, and we said it on the course of the broadcast. You look at these these opening two losses, 37-34 in overtime and 26-24, and people say, you know, it just comes down to one score. Well, it really comes down to one guy making a play on defense in crunch time. They had that opportunity in both games and couldn't do it. I mean, you look at this defense, and, and they've got two sacks. They haven't had their hands on the ball as, as far as an interception. They've recovered one fumble. Uh, there's been very little pressure. The tackling was miserable in the first game. And that I can kind of kind of uh, forgive because the Falcons have a lot of offense when everybody's healthy. But last week to go to Cleveland and lose that game to that offense, I mean, uh you know, you looked at the schedule as it came out, and the Saints weren't going to face a, a, a team with a better than 500 record from last year until Green Bay came comes here on, on uh, October 26th. And now they've lost two games to teams with losing records from last year and have the opportunity to do the same thing as Minnesota, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Detroit, all teams with sub-500 records before they take on the Packers. So not the sort of start anybody envisioned. Uh, they're running the ball far better than everybody thought they could, and, and that's certainly heartening. They'll, they'll be doing it without Mark Ingram this week. But to me, the, this defense has just been miserable. And it's a really interesting matchup. The Vikings have the worst passing attack in the NFL, and it'll be going up against the worst passing defense in the NFL this week in the Saints, albeit only through two games. I'm sure that provides a different lens depending on how you're looking at this game. Obviously, in Minnesota, they're looking at it one way, and Saints fans are looking at it the other. So, with that being said, I guess you know one has to give way to the other. Um, do the Saints get it right this week? I'll put it this way: they had better. How's that? That's pretty succinct, I would say. Um, home field will have some say in that too, won't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should. I mean, the, the Saints have been succeedingly more favored in both the first two games and have lost them both. And I think the 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 odds makers are. Uh, nearly predicting a, a double-digit victory for the Saints, and that has to be based on what's going on with Adrian Peterson, how badly the, the Chiefs played, or rather the uh, the Vikings played last week in his absence, and also the fact that the Saints are coming home. The, the Vikings last year were 0-7-1 on the road. Now they won their opener uh, at St. Louis, but then dropped the home game against New England. The Saints, of course, were 8-0 last year and have the chance to win nine straight at home for the victory on Sunday. So I think those factors... Uh, are, contribute greatly to the Ozmakers' choice of the Saints by nearly the double-digit favorite. So with all that being said, how do you want to frame this one up this week? Still kind of thinking about that. Yeah. Um, still kind of thinking about that. I'll probably pursue, at least in the open, the, the thought about how 
after a week like this, and, and it can galvanize a team or, or tear it apart. You know, it's, it's it's kind of funny. Look at it. seems like every year now recently in the NFL, it's been some team's uh, misfortune to have to deal with something that no one ever expected that's totally unprecedented. You know, you think back to the, the Saints with the Bounty Gate uh, problems there. You looked at Tampa Bay when they had the MRSA infection and um, their quarterback essentially quitting on them in the middle of the year. You had the Dolphins uh, with the, the taunting and, and, and uh, that sort of thing and uh, bullying. Um, these are things that never occurred in the NFL before. Now this this year with uh, Baltimore going through the Ray Rice thing and, and now you've got uh, this team uh, going through what's happened with Adrian Peterson and off-the-field issues. and These are things that you know, you, you like to be prepared for everything in a season, and injuries will certainly sidetrack you, but these are things that you never anticipated that are unprecedented for the most part in NFL history, and now you've got to deal with them um, all season long. Well, I'll let you uh, continue to mull that over because I can't think that it's an easy way to try to launch into the weekend as far as how you want that broadcast to go. One thing I do know is uh, that being back home this weekend – We'll all look forward to the smell of barbecue pits surrounding the Superdome and the sounds of tailgating as the Saints are finally back home. And uh, Jim, being a man of uh, culinary uh, wills that you are, I'm, I'm curious as to if you were able to tailgate this weekend for the home opener, uh, what would be in the Henderson spread? <laughs> I'd say probably ribs, uh, probably ribs, traditional uh, ribs, some baked beans, some potato salad, but... You know, that's the, the one thing we never get an opportunity to do. We get there two and a half hours before kickoff and just pull into the parking garage and head up to the broadcast booth. But, you know, I, I usually will get a chance to savor the spread up in the uh, the press box. So that's <laughs> almost as good as being outside oh, for yeah. the, the cooking that exists up there. That's kind of a salty um, precursor to what we'll have on Sunday morning, I'm sure, um, to say the least. Uh, Jim, have a great call on Sunday, and as always, we appreciate it. My pleasure, Sean. Good talking to you as always. Same same here. And, uh, of course, you'll catch Jim and Hokey and Christian and the entire crew on the Saints Radio Network bright and early Sunday morning and they kick off at noon central. When we come back here on the Black and Blue Report, we'll uh, visit with Anthony Davis. He's back in the building, medal in tow, and we'll visit with him next. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As we uh, promised, we got, the, uh, we got the chance to sit down with Anthony Davis. Welcome home and congratulations. Thank you. Man, it's good to see you. 
good to be back. It's hard <laughs> watching you on TV for all that time and not be able to see you after the game or yeah, on the way yeah. to the bus or anything else. So it's it's great having you back. Yeah, I'm sure you guys you. are glad to be home. Yeah, always. You guys were gone a long time. Yeah, my almost two months. When almost did it hit months. you that I'm a little homesick? Uh, Probably like the last week and a half, you know, um, the Olympics was different because there's only 12 teams, mm-hmm. you know, and World Cup is 24. So, you know, you're over there probably another you know, three weeks. So, um, uh, probably like that last week and a half, two weeks, I was like, all right. Enough. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Ready to go home, you know. Um, you know, just missed, you know, uh, you know, New Orleans, Chicago. My family wasn't there yet, missing them, so um no but at the same time, you know, we we won, so um we're still happy. How's your Spanish? Uh I don't know much Spanish. I mean, I know a little bit, you know, um but we always had a translator with us or, you know, guys had translators on their phones, so um we always like found a way to get by. Did you find anything cool in the country? I know you guys were slam busy and and with team bonding and uh, practice and film and all that, it's hard. But did you find anything that really struck you when you were in Spain, whether it be, I don't know, culture at the beach or restaurants or anything else that kind of will stick with you, you think, when you get older? Yeah, um, I've never seen this before in my life, but uh, (laughs) on the beach, like, you can, you have the option, like, to wear clothes or not, and it was like. What well, option did you take? <laughs> uh, I kept walking past the beach. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, they had a lot of like cool, you know, things that you know we actually got a chance to do. Um, I never rode a Segway before, so I was riding Segways. You know, um, you know, they had uh, the food is good over there. Um, we trying to, you know, I don't like to venture off as much like eating, eating wise. So, you know, I try to you know stick with them, <laughs> stay in my lane and. You know, so we're trying to find like you know American food, but um, the times that I did try it, it was it was, it was good. So, um, but one thing I remember we was in Bill Bow, and when I looked out my window, it was like this big dog, you know, made out of flowers. You know, it was like probably like twenty five feet tall, and it was it was crazy. Like, I've never seen like nothing like that before in my life. You know, made out of all like different color flowers and all that. So um, that was that was pretty cool. I've known you a couple of years now. Your your lane is like pizza yes exactly There's not much outside of the exactly. pizza lane <laughs> at all but at all a, a, and you know you're a you're a young man now at 21 surely we've expanded the lane a little bit right uh hot dogs in there oh you know? <laughs> no i mean i'm still a pizza guy i mean i can't i can't help it you know all the guys over there um you know demarcus james and everything like um you know, like man you eat anything besides pizza now i was trying to you know just eat pizza you know i had um pasta you know the pasta was great um no, uh, I started getting back eating grilled cheese sandwiches for some reason. You know, the chef we had was making grilled cheese sandwiches, and I haven't had it in a long time. So it's like when you don't have something in a long time, you have one. It's it feels like the best thing in the world. So, yeah. um, you know, but most of the time we had we had a chef there cooking for us. So, um, you know, the, the chef was uh, unbelievable. And, um, you know, but when we did venture off and go out and, you know, go eat at restaurants, uh, it was pretty good too. You guys are hammering teams left and right. I kind of wanted you all to get challenged a little bit more. Maybe you agree with me or you don't. <laughs> Just take me to the end. The confetti goes in the air. The the job is done. Yeah. Describe for me that feeling or what, what was going on with you at that moment. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a great feeling, you know, um, to 
be able to spend that with Coach, you know, and, you know, them players, elite players, you know, and Coach K once again and uh, Coach Beheim once again. Um, it, it was a great feeling, Mr. Colangelo. Um, you know, guys, you know, was just so excited, you know, because this is all we've been talking about, you know, since the beginning in Vegas. And, you know, a lot of people was, you know, down on us and saying we didn't have the bigs or we were a young team, undersized and everything like that. So, you know, for us to go in there and, you know, do our job and get the, to get the uh, job done and um, reach our goal was an unbelievable feeling. And um, we were all happy when, you know, they played the national anthem, you know, and um, put gold medals around our necks. It was definitely a, a nice to remember. You've uh, let me I'll make sure I don't forget something here. You've won an NBA or NCAA championship. You were a number one overall draft pick. Uh, you, you've played in the NBA. I mean, let's not let's not lessen <laughs> the the effect of being a rookie yeah. and how special that is. NBA All Star, Olympic champion, World Cup champion. Where I mean, if <laughs> the resume is pretty stout, if you were to take this experience and stack it somewhere in there, where does it? Where do you find um, it? I think go right to the Olympics. You know. Um, uh, I think that, you know, being able to, you know, not just get a gold medal, but get two, you know, at the age of 21, um, it's unbelievable. Not too many guys say they can, you know, that they have a gold medal, you know, yet alone two of them. So, um, it's, it's fun. And I think I had way more, well, I had way more involvement, you know, in this one than in 2012. So this one, um, is very special to me, but I think, um, the first one, just being around LeBron, Kobe, Tyson, you know, um, KD, Melo, all them guys, Chris, um, and see how hard they worked. And they taught me so much to help me prepare for my first year. You can never take away from that. And I think that um, that really helped me going into my first year and getting a head start um, ahead of most rookies. Here's what struck me as all this – while we were back here watching and listening and people were writing about all this, it was all about, you know, your leadership role and you were having you were having a breakout – World Cup, you were exploding onto the scene, and I thought that was pretty neat for you personally. But I was sitting there going, "Well, what were you all watching <laughs> last <season>. year?" <laughs> because this is the this is the Anthony Davis yeah. that we watched here in New Orleans, basically from just before All Star yeah. on. Um, did you feel that that was a little silly, or did you? No, nah, I mean honestly, I, I didn't. I didn't really hear it. Um, you know, the time difference is so crazy. So probably when people were, like, writing them articles or tweeting or something, we would already sleep, you know, and we wake up. <laughs> it was something else out. So, um, but I try not to listen to that anyway. You know, I just got to go out there and play. Um, of course, you know, you know your friends and your family going to tell you all, you hear what these people say? You know, but, you know, and then you just laugh it off and just, just keep playing, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, no one, can else, no one else can play the game, you know, for you. You got to go out there and do it yourself. So, um you know, and the good thing with Coach, you know, Coach is probably hearing it, you know, and telling you, oh, don't let the white noise get you and all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it was good to have Coach there. And by the same time, I just I just had to go out there and play. A lot of folks would say oh, he looks bigger and stronger, which is the same thing we, we all said last year because you did. Um, let's put fact to it. Let, let's, let's, let's put either a bench press number or something. Give me this time last year. <sighs> And give me what it is now. So Honestly, how do we quantify what this bigger time last is? year? I don't even know what I bench press. Um, Carlos Daniels question. <laughs> um, but I can put. I can tell you the weight. So uh, beginning of last year, I, I was weighing in at like two twenty, um, two twenty two maybe. Uh, right before I left Spain, uh, I weighed in two forty five. So I don't know about now. I was traveling and everything like that. You know, um, but. You know, I went so I mean, 
20 to 23 pounds. Yeah. That's a lot of pizza. Yeah, a lot of nah, pizza. I'm kidding you. A lot of pizza. <laughs> yeah, but it's muscle. I mean, yeah, clearly. Yeah. You feel stronger? Yeah, I feel a lot stronger. I, people, uh, Lowe's asked me, like, where do I want to play at? Um, you know, I told him I'm not sure. You know, whatever he think is right. Um, I felt fine out there, you know, with his weight moving up and down the floor. Um, I didn't feel any uh, discomfort whatsoever. So, um, and we can try to keep this on, you know, from the beginning of the season. And, and I mean, we all know during the season is going to fluctuate, going to go down, and then go back up. So, between 240, 245, um, I think it would be perfect. I could talk to you for a long time. And we'll talk when training camp starts and all that. Just maybe just sitting, waiting for the bus, pick your brain. Yeah. But let me let me ask you this, though. Give me something for you and for Coach Williams. Give me something that you'll take from this experience and it will directly apply to the way the Pelicans practice, travel, work in general. What's something that's that's an immediate takeaway from your experience this summer? Well, I can tell you one thing. You know, the feeling that we had after, you know, like you said, the confetti went up and, you know, we realized that, you know, we're World Cup champions. You know, that feeling, we definitely want to have that feeling again, you know. And, you know, Coach told me at the end, he said, it's like a prelude to – you know, to what we what we're trying to get. You know, me and you just won, you know, gold medal, you know, in the World Cup. So our, our next goal is to World Championship. You know, um, so you know, just having that feeling, you know, bringing, you know, what we felt to this team and try to get to that next step. You know, um, we know the next step is playoffs. All right, get there. Next step, you know, after that is finals. After that, you know, winning. So, um, we know it's gonna take some hard work and dedication. And uh, we're prepared for it, but we know how that felt. And, um, you know, I, I know that the team, you know, see these gold medals and, like, man, it's got to be cool, you know, everything like that. So they want to, you know, win something as well. So, um, you know, we all, you know, ready to work. And we all want to have that feeling and sharing that feeling in that moment um, very soon. Lastly, I think we're about – I'm probably off a day or two. We're about 11 days from media day and the start of training camp. Do you shut it down and try and rest and let your body come back, or what do you do? Give me, give me, give me what you want to do over the next yeah, ten um, days. Uh, I'm going to rest. You know, uh, probably two, three days for training camp. You know, start um, doing some, some stuff. Try to get back in, you know, in, in the rhythm and everything like that. But right now, um, I'm going to rest and uh, let my body recover. Um, so that way, the training camp come. I'm ready to start rolling. All right, I'm going to leave you alone for a few days. <laughs> Appreciate it, Sean. <laughs> Good to see you, yeah. Um, and we'll we'll catch up when camp gets going on. Right, that's for you. sure. Anthony Davis, uh, maybe someday NBA champion. That's what we want to talk about. Exactly. But certainly FIBA World Cup champion, Olympic champion, NCAA champion, and uh, with us here in Studio B. Back on a Thursday in just a moment. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion. 
with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. Taking a break from Mayor Landrew's pothole repair crew. Once again, here's Sean Kelly. Yeah, it was great seeing Anthony yesterday and Coach Monty Williams, too. The two of them uh, held a press conference here on campus. And I think that I think the audio from that is still available at pelicans.com. So if you'd like to hear that entire press conference from yesterday, uh, be our guest, please. And thanks again for Anthony Davis, uh, to Anthony Davis for stopping by here at Studio B for today's Black and Blue Report. Also, thanks to Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, and Jim Anderson, voice of the Saints, for our big Thursday show today. We're going to have a nice one tomorrow as well. As we mentioned earlier, uh, it'll be Rondé Barber from the NFL on Fox. Um, A little tailgating segment, Brian Landry, right? Yep, Chef Brian Landry will be stopping by as we have our first home tailgating sessions of of the season this weekend. And we'll also hear from the Saints locker room. I'll be heading there after practice on this Thursday, and I'll share with you some of that on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report as well. Don't forget the uh, Twitter handle for this program is at Black Blue Report. That's where you'll find the daily lineup and other news that Daniel decides to uh, pass along to you. Otherwise, you can follow on Twitter at Sean Kelly Live. Have a good Thursday. We hope that you have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the football tonight. We'll see you right back here tomorrow, and uh, we'll be ready. I, again, as the week goes on, I get a better and better feeling about this weekend. And I think we're all ready for that first Saints win. We'll talk more about that tomorrow and a whole lot more. See you then on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.